νομίζω κάνει φοβερή δουλειά στην κοινωνία. Είναι ένα τάξι. 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 Είναι She say you I cry because you are here today. Welcome to another edition of the No Shoppers podcast. It's a lovely sunny day in London. It's probably a lovely sunny day in Cyprus, because it always is. I'm Stel. Hey. Hello, hello. Hello. Kalimera. Kalimera, Bedia. Kalimera, Stel. Uh, it's it's uh, a lovely sunny day here in Cyprus as well, man. I'm pretty sure just a little bit better than, than London, but yeah, still, it's nice to... A lot to better. Have. I was doing a little bit better. A lot better. I, I, I was being... Was being polite, man. <laughs> what's, what's the temperature out there, Doran? It must be just under 30. Just under um, 30. Yeah, we've got 12. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's say that. Listen, I'm just thinking about what I need to, what clothes I need to bring for the for the end of the month. Like, I don't know whether I should bring my hoodies. I don't know whether I should bring a jacket. I don't know what the weather's like in the evenings out there. I've never been to Saturdays in May. Never. Okay. It's listen. It it might be, the, the weather here in Cyprus is a bit schizophrenic, but I think there's no yeah. turning back to uh, like really cool cold days or nights. Even though uh, mm. there's a there's a big difference between the daytime and the nighttime. So you know, um, it's good to have like uh, something a bit heavier, not like really heavy, but you know, j- just don't come with. Uh, I love Cypress Delando di Fanella and the shorts, the flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> but on the, on the other hand, yeah, just like what you're wearing now for the game at night, you know, Easter Abuna Vastus Paniris Musandop Kame. It's not bad. Uh, it's not bad. Just, you know, just bring your shorts, bring your t shirts, and just bring one piece which is a bit heavier, just in case, you know. Uh, you should be fine, man. Ah, thanks. Thank you for the uh, the advice, the weather advice. It will speak closer no to the time as well. This edition, this edition of No Chopper's Weather is brought to you by... <laughs> 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 What's the weather like in your region? What's the palace like? Taragmeni? Sta pro cinema, xeris posan bofor, tinda prada. Anyway, there's no more games today, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a football game. Um, in all honesty, I I didn't really have uh, time to to watch the game because we had like uh, different things planned. And uh, even though I was hoping that I'll be able to catch a few moments of the game here and there, I I Dagadafera, so I'm uh, limited uh, to the extended highlights, some of the the press conference, you know the group chat between us and some other friends. 
So uh, Stel's going to be doing most of the talking when it comes to the game uh, yesterday. I'll be talking a bit more generally. I can read uh, what uh, Lennon said on the press conference. And obviously, any guys watching, which I don't know who or how many are watching, can get involved as well to always help the flow or give us some ideas. Or else, you you know, we, we're just going to be talking more about the weather and, and Stel coming to Cyprus. So, yeah, we can do that as well. But... And that's all right. I think it's fucking enough about me to be honest. But yeah. Um, as for the game, right? I think it was a pretty even game. It was a pretty even game. Um, I had their opportunities. I think we created more clear cut opportunities. I are just a club right now that are in turmoil. I think anyway, it's like they don't know where where they stand. I don't know. I don't think the players know where they stand. Don't get me wrong, it was a committed performance. And I think they've done okay in Group B. But their fans want more. The manager wants more. And I think yesterday was just a case of, well, they're playing against Omonia. They have to raise their game. Otherwise, they'll get they'll get ripped apart. And in all fairness, we had the better opportunities. I know they 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 scored first. They had a chance afterwards that was off a safe. They went and hit the post. But after that, it was just one-way traffic in terms of the attacking sense. Eric had the, a couple of chances. Gagel had the shot that dragged it wide. Um, and second half, it was almost as if both teams stepped, stepped up a gear. Um, they went 2-1 up from a goal, which I don't know how they VAR didn't catch that as, as offside. They were given a penalty as well. Again, I'm going to show these clips in, in just a moment. But... It's almost as if when we made the substitutions, um, when when Sava came on, when Shepard came on, when Ernest came on, we changed the we changed the how can I put it? The system was the same. It was the same system, but Foddy dropped into centre midfield because Asimeno went off, and I was thinking, oh, this is this is interesting. How's this going to work? Because I, I can't ever remember Foddy playing central midfield for us. Do you know what I mean? Easy played number ten or might shift out wide. But in doing so, it's almost... So when you said, sorry, when you say he played as centre midfield, as like, what, uh, so people can understand, you mean as a number eight, as a number... What, what, yeah, as a number eight, yeah, box, yeah. Like a yeah, box yeah, to box. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So because Asimeno went off and he brought on... Uh, uh, he brought on um, Ernest, I think it was. For, I said, was it Shepard? I can't remember. But Shepard played as more like a number 10. Ernest played as more like the centre forward. And um, okay. and Babuli dropped into the centre of midfield with Humbo. So no, no one was a holding midfielder. It was just get the ball, control the tempo, because Ayala weren't very physical in the middle of the park. So we didn't need that that physical centre midfielder. We didn't need a mix or a bash to come in because they weren't, they were, they were more technical players more than anything. So Fodis dropped in the middle of the park with, with uh, Humbo as the two central midfielders. But he's also getting forward. Do you get what I'm saying? It's almost as if they were interchanging who was getting forward uh, at the same time. And I'll show you with the third goal because the third goal was beautiful. What I don't like about these highlight shows, right, and what I don't like about the, the post-game shows on, on Primetime and all the other uh, companies, that they don't do a, an analysis on, you know, where the players have been going in terms of their running. I mean, I don't watch the other shows that are on, you know, they, I think there are other shows that go, they don't cable net or C-Division do their own shows. Like review shows and that kind of stuff. Don't they do those those kind of things? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure because you know I I just limited to watching the Omonia games and then you know just watch maybe highlights from the internet or whatever. Right. I, I generally okay. don't. Let me let me let me just do Stell's anal section then, yeah, where I get all anal about, you know, not that it's like Brazzers where I'm doing anal. It's, <laughs> not right. Okay. So, right. This is this is the this is the goal, right? This is Ian's goal, right? As you can see, yeah, you see, I've done a little little thing here, right? Wow. Right. So, brother Bola, you see the ball that the corner is about to be taken, right? And if you look at how we're marking it's what they call zonal marking can you see the the arrow just for viewers reference can you see the the arrow i'm just circling right now it's my cursor can you see it you're on mute no, no, no i can't, can't see an arrow uh, okay anyway well i'm gonna try and explain it best i can then right so you've got the six yard box right can you see the six yard box Yep. You know what I'm talking about by 60 yard box, yeah? So, no, 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 no. so we've got a zonal marking system. So we've got four defenders across the 60 yard box. And then we've got another three marking the players. But they're, they're all in like a rectangular shape. If you notice like how they're, how they're set yeah. up. Right? And I, I hate the zonal marking. I hate it because zonal marking, you're marking an area. So players are in a particular part of the pitch or a particular part of the penalty box. And that's where they stay. So you're mar you're basically marking space. I'm more yeah. of a man for man kind of person. I, I like seeing man to man marking because you find the man, you stay on the man, and he's yours, right? Now there are flaws with both systems, but you need to get it right. And with this corner, what you'll see, the corner's going to come in, and the the we always say in England, get make first contact. So when the ball comes in the box, be the first team to get contact of the ball, right? And then they say win the second ball as well. So when you clear the ball, you need to be the one to, to, um, to win it back as well. We didn't make first or second contact with this goal. I know Stefano was waiting in the thing. I'll get you on in just a minute. Then, Stefano, I just need to do this, um, this uh, analysis, right? So the corner is going to come in. Their defender is it a midfielder where it goes to head the ball. But what he does, you think that he's trying to head the ball towards goal, but he's actually trying to head it to the back stick because we don't have anyone marking. So if you watch, the corner comes in, He's headed it, and there's a man on his own. And the reason why there's a man on, the, on his own is because we're marking zonally. We're marking an area. We're not marking man for man. If we're marking man for man, he's picked up. I mean, it's a great finish, don't get me wrong. But for me, zonal marking, I can't stand it. If you watch it again, it's Banayodu, right? That's the, the furthest back. Yeah, can you see? By the, by the, by the post, he's the, he's the nearest man. Yeah, yeah, bottom right hand corner. Yeah? yeah. If we're going man for man, he's marking the guy that scores the goal. But because it's zonal, they're just marking an area. And in fact, there's two players marking one person that's heading the ball. But anyway, it's, it's a great finish. Don't get me wrong. It's a great finish. But that, that was the first one. Now, this is their second goal. And when I saw it, I was like, he's, he's got to be offside. Even straight away, he's offside. For me, he's offside. Yeah, I, it I, is I don't I mean, look, people can argue, oh, the arm is putting the guy on side, but the, the law is if it's a part of the body that can score a goal legally, then it counts. If it isn't, then it doesn't count. Well, it doesn't matter if the guy's arm is putting him on side. The guy's right foot or his left foot, wherever it is, is offside. I don't know how they missed this, 
Honestly, I don't know. And the thing is, they didn't even show the Grand Mez afterwards. Yeah. Normally, they show the lines, don't they? Yeah. They didn't even show them. Now, I don't know who the, the, the VAR officials were who were in there sitting in the little truck eating their Suvlagia. Maybe they... I don't know. But that... But listen, if, if it was a, a, a meaningful game, you can't get things like this wrong, man. You can't. This, this, is, this is unacceptable. When you saw yeah. it, what did you think, though? It's the same thing. Listen, um, I... I generally believe that uh, this is a general uh, thing that I don't like the fact that the the striker can't have the advantage. Like for me, this shouldn't have been an offside. I mean, but I don't make up the rules. The rules mm. are clear, and I've, I've mentioned in the past that even though uh, other decisions in the pitch when it comes to a foul, a penalty, a, a red or a yellow card, it, it can be up to depend on the individual and, and the impression you might have. The offside, or if the ball has crossed the line, uh, with, the, with the technology we have now, uh, it's, it's not up to interpretation. And, and yeah. in this case, even though for some, like you said, it might be a little bit difficult because of the arm, like you said, is hanging out, but so it should have been disallowed, even though I repeat, uh, I don't make up the rules. But the the, the striker for me or the or the uh, the player at the Bethomenos and Borussia Nashidundo Pleonectima. For me, as Pume, it's it's harsh. It's not nice, but it's it's by the book. It's an offside. It's, and you don't even need to draw the lines there. It's it's a blatant offside. The only the only thing I can think of is that they've misinterpreted the rule because when the ball's crossed, it actually deflects off Huberchan. And maybe they think that's a second phase. And because it comes off Huberchan, the guy's onside. But as you can see right there, when when the ball is played, the guy's in an offside position. That's it. That's all you need to know. So I don't know. Perhaps uh, there's a little uh, betting thing going on right now where, you know, game more than 2.5 goals. Uh, I don't know. Not that that kind of thing ever happens in Cyprus. No. Piberis to Tomas, tell Piberis. So, yeah. Um, and then the handball. I mean, this is before Ayers go, obviously. But even then, the, the referee was so quick to blow the whistle. Like, he was yeah. so quick to blow the whistle. And this is... Again, this is why VAR isn't being used properly, right? The, the, the shot is taken, right? And it deflects out for a corner. Now, Isle fans are celebrating the penalty. Or, sorry, the Isle the, the fans and the Isle players could be saying, okay, it's a penalty, right? Now, as you can see, it's not a, it's not a penalty, right? But this is where the referee's made a, a two fuck-ups with this one. First of all, he's fucked up by giving a penalty, right? The second fuck-up is that he should have let the game go. Because by letting the game go, the ball goes out for a corner. He can then go and review it. If it's a handball, you can give the penalty. If it's not, you take the corner. Right? Now, for me, I don't give a shit because we, we won the... We, we didn't get the... You can see the penalty. And we got the drop ball. We had the ball afterwards. The referee gave us the ball afterwards. But if I'm I, I'm sitting there thinking, hang about, first of all, that phase of play, that's, that's a corner. Why are we getting the corner? You know? 
So again, I'm I'm trying to be balanced here, and this yeah. referee completely fucked up with this one. I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I listen. I know Sati's arms are massive, mm-hmm. yeah, but they're not that big. <laughs> he gave a penalty for this. Check out Savala. What is this? Right, your thoughts, please. Yeah, but I, I mean, what what can you add? It's, it's a bit comical, you know, when you think about it. Uh, because Are you comical, or <laughs> when we when you know, there's, there's a big ongoing discussion about Cypriot referees and um, uh, the fact that you know we're bringing in uh, foreigners to referee the games, the important games in the second group and the cup games and all of that, and. Uh, when you're given the opportunity to referee a game as a Cypriot, um, it was a game with about 1,000, 1,200 fans on the stands, no pressure whatsoever, and you make these sort of mistakes that, as you said, he could have easily left the left corner and review it and then make up his mind whether it was a penalty or not. So stuff like that further make the make it difficult for people to defend Cypriot referees. Don't get me wrong. We, we have seen some bad decisions from um, other referees as well from other countries. And I, and I do think that some Cypriot referees aren't as bad as we make them out to be. But definitely, you know, uh, decisions such as uh, the ones we saw uh, just now doesn't really help or doesn't do them any favors. This is more of a, a general, but th- this is, what can I say? I mean, th- this is not something like that's up to interpretation. It's not like a Trianda Evdominda, Exinda Saranda, it's a 50-50, oh, he moved his arm, he did this, it, it was ball to hand or whatever. No, it, it didn't even get anywhere near his hand. So I don't, I don't see why we were talking, we we're discussing about this decision. So, Phil, do you yeah. know what? The, the thing is, VAR wasn't just introduced to prevent bad decisions or to overturn bad decisions. It was also brought in to let the game go, to let it flow, because it's this is stop-start. This is stop-start, and you don't want that. I mean, look at the, the offside rule, for example. Yeah, you've, you've probably seen this a lot, whereby there'll be a passage of play and a player will be offside, but the the linesman or the assistant, sorry, will let the game go, and then they'll put their flag up when it's the end of the, the phase. That isn't bad refereeing, because what you can do, you can see if there's a goal, the linesman puts his flag up to alert the referee that he's seen an offside in the build-up to the play. That's when it's reviewed. I mean, it's reviewed anyway. But that isn't a problem. But something like this, you know, let, again, if you're IL... For example, right, I'll give you another example. You're IL and, again, this is hypothetical, you're fighting relegation. You're playing against Omonia and this happens. It's the 90th minute. The referee blows for a penalty and then he looks at VAR and then he says, oh, I've got it wrong. I'll give the ball to Omonia. If I'm an IL fan, I'm pissed because I could have had a corner. If the referee's done his job properly, that ball goes out for a corner. He can then review it. And say, okay, it's not a handball, but they get a, they've got a corner, and the goalkeeper can go up, and then what? What happens? Do you know what I mean? So, 
this is what I'm saying about fine margins in football. You could talk about the, the players making mistakes, like if it's a missed opportunity or whatever. But calls like this, you can't get them wrong, man. You can't get them wrong. And I'm not even going to go into what I'm, I'm what about to think. Anyway, um, so yeah, th- those are the decisions. But what I want to talk about is Ernest's goal, right? Because I know Ernest is going to get a lot of praise for the finish. It was a beautiful finish. But I don't think Zahadil gets enough credit for this goal, okay? Because you're watching the goal, and it's a great finish, don't get me wrong. But what I want you guys to see is Zahadil's close control. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, look, he's taking the ball on now, right? He's taken the first touch. It's that second touch there with his right foot. Because if he gets that wrong, he overruns it. But the touch was perfect. And he was so perfect that he was able to bring the ball straight to his left foot. I mean, that that is outstanding. And I'm not just talking about the touch. It's the turn of pace as well. Because when you watch it in real time, you don't actually realise how quick his turn of pace was. Hang about. Let's rewind it a bit. Sorry, boys. I don't have the, te- the the technology to to go back and forth like your Gary Neville's do, but as I said, just watch his turn of pace. About yeah, that touch, man. You know, man. This is what I'm saying. Like that second touch there with the right foot, and the defender trips up and Ernest finishes well, man. I, I messaged him after the game. I said, "Are you trying to win goal of the season or something? Hmm. <laughs> are, you, are you fighting yourself to win goal of the season?" But anyway, great finish. And then this one for me, well, amazing. To you about, well, yeah. Look, first of all, Humboy's ball. Look at where Humboy is right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Humboy's on the ball. He's going to play the ball through the middle. He's going to play between. You got one, two, and then Foddy. Two Ireland players in front of him. You got Foddy. Then you got a third one, and you got the two central defenders. He's threaded the ball. When they say an eye of the needle. When I see Maya, yeah, well, when she was still alive, Maya, she used to be, you know, sewing things, yeah? She'd get the needle and then she'd get the, the glossy and she'd lick it and, uh, you know, she'd twist it, you know, she tries to get in there. That is exactly what it was. The ball to Ernest, I mean, Ernest's run was fantastic because if you look at Ernest down at the bottom, he's looking at the, where the ball could go, but he's also, he also knows that the defender is too busy looking at the ball. So Ernest's yeah. run is brilliant, but look at this pass, man. Look at this ball, man. I mean... Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna show it again, yeah. Because if you look, the Isle defender in, anticipates it and he slides in, but because the the ball is so perfect, he can't get it. Look, well, gone. No. So Ernest has made the run. He's he's made that diagonal run. Fantastic. Look at Foddy and Shepard on the left hand side. They already know what's gonna happen. They're already anticipating it. The Isle players. This is what I keep saying about ball watching. Look at every Isle player on that uh, screen right now. They are all looking at Ernest. They're not looking at anyone else. And what we were saying before, back in, well, back in the Berg's tenure, we were saying there isn't enough movement. Do you remember the Bayek game when I did the review? I don't know if you watched it, but I was saying, pass and move. Because when you pass the ball and move, you're creating spaces for yourself. This is exactly what we did. Pass, move, right? Look at Foddy. He anticipates the run. Here we go. Foddy's there. So Foddy's ready. At the bottom, you've got Sava, who's waiting for a pass. But look at Shepard on the left-hand side of your screen. He knows I need to make that run into the box. Because if I gamble, I'm getting that ball. Look at this. Fucking brilliant. Perfect ball. And look at Shepard. Get your skates on, son. Edo, feel your boots. Bang. That, that is a phenomenal goal. Again, people don't talk about these things. 
but it all stems from Humber's ball. Hell, man, this is this is this is porn football, man. This is football porn. Anyway, and um, yeah, the one the one thing I will say before I finish my analysis, right? There's one lad who I've been waxing lyrical about all season, yeah, about his movement, about his his overall play, how he's improved. This guy, fucking hell, man. This, this boy's movement, he's just, he's stepping up, man. He's stepping up in such a big way. And um, he's hes my player of the season. Honestly, he's been my player of the season. From his development, from his uh, work rate, from his everything, his overall play. Gagulin, man. I mean, all right, look at his running now, all right? Where is he? Where are you, lad? Feel your boots. Okay, so you see the Kiko shot, right? Yeah, Guggle is Guggle. Can you see him on the top of your screen? He's got his arm yeah. out. Yeah? yeah, he's looking for the run, but he's not looking for the pass. He's actually anticipating Kiko's shot to be palmed out by the goalkeeper. Because if okay, this one goes out, but the shot is taken. If the goalkeeper saves it, it's going to come out to where Guggle is running. Look at look at he's running though. He's anticipating the save the goalkeeper. See, that's where he is. Yeah, and, and this is this is it's up here, man. You you can't. Anyway, whatever. Right, this is a, another opportunity. He's at the bottom of your screen here. Um, sorry, he's on the left-hand side of the screen. But just look at his move. This is where Zaharil gets runs into the defender, right? Yeah. But just keep looking at Lear, right? He's, he's running in. He's asking his run. He's moving outwards. He's like, right, I'm ready. I'm ready for anything. And again, these are little things that I've noticed. But he's anticipating the what-ifs. He's gambling. And this is what I keep saying. If you don't gamble... You're not going to get the opportunities. This is the penalty. He's made it himself. He's made it himself. He's trapped the man that's got the ball now, and he's decided right, they're going to. This is going to be a back pass. I'm going to chase this one, and he wins the penalty. He did it at the beginning of the season against Doxa. He did it against Olympia Goz. But anyway, the kid, the kid's running and the kid's movement. The kid's, the kid is just. I keep saying the kid. He's 21 years old. For fuck's sake. He's improving so much. This is another opportunity that you know he's running as well. You see him on the left hand side of your screen. What he does, he moves in between the two central defenders because the two central defenders are looking at the ball on the on the on the wing. Or what he does, he spins in and he gets a header. You know, look, just keep watching Google. Checks the run, moves in between the two defenders. Right, brilliant. And this one as well. I think this is the one where yeah. So the ball is played towards him. He actually flicks the ball out wide, and then he holds his run, spins through the middle, and then he takes the shot. So just again, keep watching Google. He's on the edge of the box now. You look, there's a touch, and he makes the run. Takes outside, moves inside. Hits it over the bar. Now, he's complaining there because he's pissed off that he put the ball over the bar. But I think the ball to him is a little bit poor because he takes a bounce. If he doesn't take a bounce, he's hitting that clean. But it bounces, see? And when it bounces, it gets he gets under the ball instead of through the middle. But, yeah, anyway. That's my anal analysis, boys and girls. Sorry, sorry for boring you. <laughs> All that I did this morning, by the way, in the space of half an hour, see? No problems. What else can we say? Is there anything uh, worth mentioning, like as a general statement? Maybe I, I can uh, read what uh, Mr. Lennon said about the game. Even though that, that was the shortest press conference I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to I was gonna say as well. Or the... Uh, there, there weren't much to talk about, uh, and he he didn't differentiate 
or didn't surprise anyone with what he said. Uh, I'm uh, satisfied with the victory, uh, the overall performance, especially in the second half. It was a game that the fans uh, enjoyed. We were uh, very good, especially in the second half. We we changed a lot of players in comparison to the game against Danorthosis for the Cup. I'm very happy with the, the squad and the players that um, play in, in, a, in a high level. So, ne, energy cap gets a blixista prada buibe. Overall, if we have to say uh, something about the the game, is that uh, since Lennon has come to Ammonia, we've been seeing a, a steady improvement, with the exception of the game against Olympiagos. And uh, hopefully that will not uh, be repeated, or we will not see more of that. Uh, in in the future, because sometimes the the aggressive uh, style and the high press uh, can also be a little bit uh, dangerous when other teams read your game and they hit you on the counter attack. But overall, let's talk, keep the the positives. Is that there's been a steady improvement. There's a uh, Mr. Lennon is uh, implementing his philosophy, and you can see it. Uh, Overall, what he has done is that um, we, we have mentioned throughout the, the season that um, we're expecting changes and there, there have been mistakes uh, in this season when it came to the, um, the signings of some players or maybe, um, you know, the, the balance... And, and, and the characteristics of some players were missing. All, all players have stepped up. I can't, I can't think of a single player who, who's playing worse with Lennon than what he was playing under, under Berg. And uh, everyone knows our opinion about Berg on this Jordi. show. Jordi's playing so bad. I'm ashamed of him. <laughs> I'm ashamed of him. Since Lennon's coming, he's done nothing. Mercenaries, they don't pay for this club, they're a disgrace. But, I mean, I, I said that um, the, the possible... Um, like, uh, okay, let me say it in Greek. Angerdizumen do gibelon, yiveltiomen ikona buehumen, Έμπρεπε να, να καμουφλάρει τις αδυναμίες που είχαμε ε, ούλων των χρόνων. Φυσιολογικά, έσχυγε παίχτες που ελαβούσαμε ότι δεν μπορούσαν να είναι τόσο κακοί. Απλά φτάνει σαν σημείο που αφισβητάς κάποια πράγματα. Ε, αλλά δείχνουν κάποιοι ακόμα και παίχτες που ξέρουμε ότι το πιθανότερο είναι ή έφθανε μαζί μας ή σίγουρα έφθανε μαζί μας. Something I wanted to say as well was that the victory reminded us of, of the games last year. You remember when we had this unbeaten run in a spell when we were scoring three goals and Evalen or Fortis or Ernest or Chepa, who were the players who scored the most goals, I think. Chepa scored eight, Ernest score, scored eight, uh, Forty scored seven or eight as well. So uh, that's another thing because uh, other than the youngsters, 
because we, we always said that this is an opportunity for the youngsters as well. But it's also senior players who take advantage of these of these games. And uh, I was happy to see that, you know, uh, every, everyone uh, has taken the opportunity to prove that, you know, either for for themselves or, or, or you know, for their next contract they might, they might have or, you know, in a last attempt to prove to Lennon that they can still offer, like, not problematize to Lennon because a few months ago, yeah, for some people, uh, a lot of these players didn't have, a, didn't deserve a, a spot in the squad for next season. But now they're proving that, you know, at the end of the day, they're not as bad as we we might have thought or or like, you know, they're not concentrated or they're not leaders enough. But sure enough, they're, they're changing this impression whether that's enough to to save uh, some of them for the next season, I don't think it will. But overall, it's really nice. Uh, another one small bit I want to talk about is uh, that you actually touched as well, is the youngsters. Again, Hambos showed that he's in a, a list of players that uh, will right, rightfully so uh, demand to play a bit more next season. I mean, uh, he has to be gradually giving, be given more time, but he, he has proved, especially with Medokathe Dondu Bechnidi, the one-touch football, the antilipsin to Horudu. And he made a guess for us, he has to be in the most, you know, humble solution, Mathcabi, so we rush into it. And what makes it so incredible is that the, the only other two players that you would expect them to do that is it was either Jordi or Fodis who are 37 and 38 years old. I mean, we're talking about players who are 20 years older or 18 years older than, than Hambos and he does that as if, you know, he's playing with his Mitsindorafonas Pumenidi tus pares tus ti avlindoas That pass again, I keep, I keep talking about that pass, man, but for fuck's sake, I mean, the more I think about it, the better it is. When you talk about the perfect weight, you're talking about the accuracy, you're talking about watching, knowing where Ernest... I mean, this is... This is elite football, man. It's elite football. He's proving that the, the more minutes he gets, he, he proves that he can be very important. And we've been saying that since the beginning, because at the beginning of the season... Uh, Berg uh, wanted to give him some opportunities. Then you know some either injuries or Duanevas uh, Mandu Johnny Kedaliba kept him out for a little while. But uh, we always said that he's he has to stay a bit more concentrated on the final decision that he makes. And now you can see that he scored goals. He gave a couple of assists when he came on against Danorthosis when we were with ten men. Uh, he gave the, the the pace, the energy. He was direct, which is something he, he had always done. But you know, it, it seems more uh, balanced, more more controlled. He uh, he doesn't take a lot of shit as well from opponents. He's a kind of player that's 
you know, οι μπαίνει μέσα και όπως είπαμε προχτές είναι καυλωμένος άνθρωπος, ας πούμε. <laughs> ε, και ναι, it was an amazing run, uh, close control, you know, it's very difficult when you're on the sideline to have two or three players around you and uh, be able to keep that uh, close control and then switch να αλλάξεις πόδιν και να έβρεις πας την κίνηση για μένα. The movement overall was good, nice to see ασημένος. So overall, you know, uh, I believe that τα θετικά εμπαραπάνω που τα αρνητικά ότι, you know, if there was one game in, in the second group that, you know, and dominating derby to the third group, it's with IL. And yeah. uh, all the games we played against Dell were, were, you know, quite uh, close. I think it's the, how many times did we play against Dell? I think Lennon Lennon played, was it the fourth game against Dell yesterday? This is our sixth game against him this season. Yeah, but with Lennon on the bench, I think Andrisi Sopali is two for the cup, one for the... Two in the cup, one in the league. Uh, And yesterday was the fourth game. Yeah. With with Lennon on the bench. So they were all, you know, quite equally... Um, balanced games mm. and yeah, we, we won it and uh, it's always good to <laughs> to win yeah, no to matter fair, where we, you are to, on be fair, we, to be fair we did batter them in the second leg we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net but yeah, anyway, let's okay. get Stefano on because Stefano's, Stefano's been yeah. waiting a while man he's, he's got <laughs> Stefano sorry man the floor is yours say, say what huh? you have to say man say what you have to Hello, say we, we, we also we, we, we also <laughs> I watched the game. I watched the big uh, of the game. Um, I really haven't watched it because I was at a, at a wedding yesterday. I watched it a bit on the phone. Uh, I think the. Um, Some friends from England. Some friends from England? What part of England? My name is Buminiscun. Buminiscun, Philippines. Name. Brixton. Ali Network. 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 From the different places. Yeah, different places. Oh okay. In England. Okay. Well, I, South, East, I'm, I'm in, North. I mean, I'm in, I'm in Enfield. So, Campbell, uh, Brixton. Did they bring over guys? Yeah, around those places. Yeah. <laughs> and that's them. <laughs> Come on. Talk to us. The football is improving under Lennon. I'm seeing uh, a lot of positives, like you guys said as well. A uh, bit more, uh, a lot of uh, organization from the players as well around them. They have been improving. They have been fighting for their places as well. And don't get me wrong. Yesterday's game was like, for me, it was like a friendly. But I still like wanted to win the game. Either way, like it's that mini derby in the second group. But it's still like every single game in that group is a friendly. The only game that matters is we know what game in the final. So the fact that they're still playing and they want to win shows me that the mentality has changed a lot over the last few games since the... We had a change of manager. In his first few games, you were seeing the improvements and what he was trying to do. And the, um, he was trying new lineups and all this stuff. 
in his tactical changes as well throughout the games have improved as well because he knows the squad a lot more better right now. And the fact that he's training, he's doing some training with the uh, the youngsters as well, uh, with the youth academy, that shows me very positive signs that we're going to have a bit more like youngsters coming through. And also, congratulations to U19 team who won the title yesterday. Bravo. We know that the future, yeah, we know that the future is bright. That what's coming for us as well with the kids, it's going to be very good. And I think uh, next season we're going to cause a lot of problems with this manager. I have full faith in. Yeah, what's what's uh, surprised you most about Lennon coming in there? Because for me, it's how quickly he's settled and how quickly he's managed mm. to get his message across and his tactics and all that. Yeah, but you can see uh, the guy is a winner. He won like ten league, tro- like ten trophies. I don't, I don't care about the league he was in. And it was Team Port League, like uh, the Scottish League. Oh, it was and Team it, Port League. Rangers are in the Europa League final today. There you go. So, even um, him, uh, didn't, he didn't have like Rangers a lot on his uh, in like in his time when he was there. Rangers were in the third division, I think. So he was still winning the league titles. I think if, it would, if Rangers were there, he would still win those league titles. But anyway, the thing it is that. A manager like that who has, he shows like he has like the ammonia DNA in him, the attacking football. So him and coming in, selling very well, shows a lot that he is a very good manager. That he has been given as well the opportunity and not a lot of pressure by the board. And, uh, and also he had the pressure from us, which is, you know, expected. But he's coming and he's said like, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't care. I'm going to do my own thing, and if it works, it works, and it's working. And it's no coincidence that what he's doing is, you know, uh, what did you know, Bukamnias, Pumende, and Ndijovas, or Lennon. Now, um, the players as well, uh, who is staying, who is leaving, that's another thing, but who is going to bring in also? What kind of players he's going to bring in? What kind of players do you think he's going to bring in? Like, technically no, or like fast Yeah, I just want to add to what Stefanos was saying, that what uh, surprised me the most with Lennon is the fact that uh, practically he came in at a point where Omonia mathematically was out of the top six. Uh, we were probably at the bottom or the lowest the, the lowest point uh, we were historically we were doubting uh, the ability of all the, the players or the majority of these players uh, the, the other uh, at that point didn't want to take the risk to come at that point, maybe because they didn't want to inherit all this problematic uh, situation. And you get a person who, who who was paid, I think his last contract with Celtic was close to 2.5 million. Like, see, he accepts to come with almost a tenth of that money, take the risk, have a pair of, of balls, 
And he just brought an assistant coach with him because he could have easily came in and said, you know, ah, the physical condition shit, the psychology shit, the way that we training is shit, the, the, the quality of the players is not good and blame everyone and everything. But instead, with he, he, he didn't even bring one player, obviously couldn't have. I don't know if there was a window with the Ukrainians and the Russians, you know, at one point. But he took a team that was at the lowest of the low. And basically, just by bringing his assistant coach, he managed to turn everything around so quickly. And uh, um, I also added last time that what I like is even though he's very... Uh, his body language, he, he feels the game. He he he's like a he acts sometimes as a as a as a fan as well. But when he has his press conference, he's very down to earth and he's very direct. And he says, you know, we don't negotiate uh, being in this club and not winning titles. He's not going to be diplomatic. This is when you're wearing this shirt, you want to win titles. But at the same time, he says you can't be complacent. You have to respect the other teams. They've earned the right to be at the final as well. So, on the one hand, he makes you believe in yourself, but on the other, he doesn't let you be, you know, big-headed or underestimate anyone. And I think that this balance, obviously, he's lucky enough to know that he had to concentrate for four or five games in the cup more than anything else. But the improvement that we're seeing is a lot more than what I personally expected uh, at this point as well. So I'm, I'm hoping that next year, uh, when he brings in some of the players that further understand his philosophy, and hopefully his time here in the league will also help him understand that the quality of the league is not as low as he might have thought. Because some people underestimate the Cypriot League, and they might think that by signing mediocre players from like a third division or like a 37, 38-year-old player, he's going to come here and make the difference. That it's gonna this time here is gonna help him uh, assess the the quality of the league, the the his, the competition we might have, you know. So that will also help him bring in some players. Uh, we, we will, uh, you know, touch this subject once the season's over. And uh, I, because I I believe that the the minimum changes that we're gonna have might be five or six, but it can go to double digits depending on other on other factors that we will discuss later. I don't want to do it now because obviously we've got the cup final as well. And uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about once the season's over. But overall, it's uh, amazing how uh, professional the the players have been acting under under Lennon, whether they know that they're staying with us or they, they know that they don't have a lot of chances mm. to stay. So they, they, everyone has stepped up and taken advantage of, of the opportunities that Lennon's been giving and Megalon Bravo. Yeah. I think they're enjoying their football as well. Right? You, you can tell that you know, sometimes when a team isn't doing well, you know, obviously morale is going to be down and the confidence is going to be shot. But the football, you can tell that when, when teams are playing well, <clears throat> they're enjoying their football. But we're kind of going through a transitional phase. And as you said, there are players that probably know they're not going to be here next season, but they're still enjoying their stuff. They're still playing football. As I said, the third goal was sublime. And, you know, for a team that has had such a, a bad league campaign, let's just get it right, it's been a terrible league campaign. You'd think that they'd throw it in. I mean, if you look at a certain club in Manchester at the moment, 
the way that they performed yesterday. They've got nothing to play for. They've just thrown it away, um, just completely given up the ghost. And this is the difference between players who are mercenaries and players who love playing football. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with the way that things have gone so far. And, you know, Kibatilo will have the cup to, to celebrate at the end of the season and um, move on for next season. But what, what I will say, guys, because I, I don't really have anything else to say about the game, what we'll say about Lennon is we're going to see a different animal next season with Lennon because we're starting from scratch and we're going to be with the the teams that finished above us, we were playing against them. And when it comes to the, the big derbies against them lot and Abolon, you know, this this whole, you know, nicety of, of Lennon, what we're seeing now, it's great to hear him being diplomatic and it's great to hear, hear him acknowledging the quality of football being better than what people think the quality of football in Cyprus is. But mark my words, next season, there's going to be a siege mentality. He's not going to take any shit. So be it decisions, be it things that the opponents have done or be it things that the opponents, head coaches have said or whatever, we're going to see a different Lennon next, next season. He's going to be, he's going to turn it up. He's going to turn it. If you think this is like 100, 100 degrees Mesopotamia, he's going to turn it up to 200, 300 next season, I'm telling you. And we will be talking, we'll, be, we'll absolutely love him even more because he's not going to take any shit. Trust me, I, I know this guy. <laughs> he doesn't fuck about uh, anybody comments on the comment section that we can bring no, up? It's all, it's all gone quiet, man. It's all gone quiet. Yeah. Every, every, they're actually paying attention. <laughs> they don't want to have their between themselves. There was one comment earlier um, from Dasso where he said, we, we want a live podcast in Cyprus. Um, <laughs> we, I don't think it's going to be possible when I come out there because I'm literally out there like a day and a half. But uh, next time I'm out, in Cyprus, we'll, we'll do one. We did kind of like a half live session, didn't we? When I was around your house, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't think we, we need to get like get a venue, get a venue, have like a live audience. But who's going to want to do that? Do you know what I mean? Because it's like people will be thinking, oh no, I don't want to be associated with, with Omonia, even if it's like an independent thing. So we need to find a venue to do it. Yeah. Actually, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll, when it's closer to the time, we might have an impromptu thing. Maybe if we go earlier to the Yibelon, we can have a live uh, from our phones or whatever. You know, we might not be a pod per se, but yeah, maybe we, you know, we'll interact with the with the fans. Xilon, uh, celebrations after that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and and anyway, I mean, you you're gonna be you're gonna be in, in Cyprus till like l- late afternoon of the next day. So you don't know. Maybe maybe we will we'll think yeah, of we'll something then. Like four o'clock. So when are you coming? When are you coming? I'm so, flying out. Wow, you're gonna love this one. So I'm flying out at eight o'clock. In the evening on the Tuesday, I land at three o'clock in the morning on the 25th, and then I'm gonna go to the hotel, get some sleep. They'll probably meet up with Rosso, come up to Lucosia. Hopefully, I'll have a ticket by then. I'm pretty sure I'll have a ticket for the game. Won't be yeah. Um, and I'm then... trying to find one. Well, they haven't even got Jeez. a hotel yet. So I don't... <laughs> 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 Do they go on sale on Tuesday? 
I'm not sure. Ξέρω ότι έναρξεις σκέψη οι ομάδες, η αστυνομία, όλα τούτα τη Δευτέρα, so, λογικά, αν ευκούν οι αποφάσεις τη Δευτέρα, που την Τρίτη είναι να δεθούν σε λειτουργία. So you're going to be like Black Monday in the state, uh, Black Friday in the States, but you're going to put up exactly. a tent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be queuing up at like five, at five. I'm going to go to school once in the morning. So I'll be on my phone as well, refreshing the screen. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, is there anything else we need to add, boys and girls? I don't think so, man. It's, it's, nah. We almost done almost a, an hour. Uh, yeah, almost an hour for a game that, you know, didn't really have much to say. Uh, I think Stefano waited for about half of that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He has, to earn, he has to earn his badges, man. He has to earn his badges. He can't it. stay complacent. <laughs> no, no, no. no. You can't, you can't, like, man. You can't just like, walk in the room and, and you know, take the, yeah. the 10 out of 10 goal. You got a graph. You got to take, pull the pig. You know what I mean? Yes. You got to go for the 2s out of 10s, the 3s out of 10s. And then you build your way up. You can't just be taking Jennifer Lopez or taking Megan Fox. You all take like Ellen DeGeneres first, bro. And she doesn't even no, play no, for No, 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 no. <laughs> Angela Merkel. <laughs> Angela Merkel. <laughs> oh, bomba. Right, Roy, wrap it up, man. Thanks, guys. I'm going to αποτελεσμάτων και γενικά της παρουσίας της ομάδας. Δείχνει ο προγονητής μας όσον περνά ο να περνά τη φιλοσοφία του είτε έχοντας ξεκάθαρα μια άλλη εντεκάδα για το κύπελλο και μια άλλη στο πρωτάθλημα, να περνά έτσι ένα, να έχει μια προσέγγιση η οποία είναι πιο κοντινή στο DNA όπως είπε ο Στέφανος του Μονιάτη, high press, επιθετικό ποδόσφαιρο, θα τον πειράξει να φάει τέρμα να κοινάβαλει παραπάνω. Ε, προχωρούμε, πάμε καλά. Ε, μπαίνουν ε, δύσκολα, ε, ας πούμε, όσον περνά ο γερός, ε, ε, να έρθουν και άλλα, άλλα, άλλα πράγματα που να πρέπει να σκεφτούμαστε, αλλά θεωρώ ότι πράσιν και σε μέτωπιν ίδια συγκέντρωση είναι επαγγελματισμό. Και όλοι οι δρόμοι, ξέρεις, οδηγούστες 25 του Μάη που είναι ο τελικός του κυπέλου που όπως έκλεισα την περασμένη εβδομάδα υπάρχει ξεκάθαρο φαβορή που είναι η ομόνια. Έχουμε καλύτερη ποιότητα, έχουμε καλύτερη ομάδα, έχουμε παραπάνω ταλέντο, έχουμε κόσμο. Ε, τούτα όλα που μόνο τους έσουδιούν προφανώς το κυπέλλο, αλλά θα είναι μεγάλη αποτυχία και έκπληξη αν δεν τα καταφέρουμε. Αλλά πιστεύω ότι αν αν είμαστε συγκεντρωμένοι και ακούμε τον προπονητή και πάμε όλοι με υπομονή στο παιχνίδι γίνονται να κερδίσουμε το κυπέλλον. Πάμε σιλάκα μου.